We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And we are back, everybody. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast, audio and YouTube listeners. Hello, my name is Jake, and who are you? I am Zan, or Zane. You know, either or works. Yeah, either one works. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) Each and every week, same time, same day, we break down the latest in gaming esports news, so we hope you guys all enjoy. This time around, I'm going to start out a bit differently. Typically, we hop into our topics right away. I want to read off a few comments Okay, okay. From the last one, because we don't we're, usually do this. Are we showing people some love? Yeah, I mean, I'm like... just three to four comments, okay, Zan, to play, appreciate some people out there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, really quickly. So first up, Hernan says, this channel is so underrated. Thank you. I think we get that actually All quite love. a bit, the yeah. underrated thing. Yeah. And hopefully one day, uh, never mind, I'm not going to, I was going to say, maybe one day we'll be overrated, and that's okay too. <laughs> I mean, it, no, I don't I think no? it's bad. Is that no, bad? Yeah, okay. I think it's bad to be overrated. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, from Atoll. I'm going to call, call him Brett. That's his, this is a name. This channel is so professional. One mil subs coming soon. I don't know about how soon, but we appreciate you. Yeah, next five minutes. Let's go. <laughs> and Let's then hit it. <laughs> really quickly from David. A, fourth comment. Hopefully, Happy New Year's. Always look at good times. Thank you. Yeah. We will try our best to do so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Happy New Year's to all of you, too. And I'm saving this one for you, Zan. I like oh, this one the most. Let's hit it. This is from Nia or Naya. <laughs> I like this format, but Zan needs to get better at speaking into the mic, or you need to move the mic further to the left. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very soft-spoken. I'm working on it. We've had so many runs where I look yeah, over, yeah. and I see Zan like, talking to me, mm-hmm. and he's like... No, yeah, because I just talked talk to my friend Jake over here. I'm and then... the mic, and I'm like, God dang it. This is going to be silent as ever. Uh, but we do appreciate you guys' comments. Uh, are you ready to roll here, Zan? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's rewind it. This past week, here we go. All right, Zan, we've been bouncing back and forth categories for 30 plus episodes now. I think it's one of our our best things to do is to give people two sides of the story. This one, certainly of my stories today, the most spicy, the most, uh, I would say, explosive one. That's going to be around Ninja because we always need a title piece. Yeah, of course. For the course. podcast, whether Maybe it's phase, th- optic, always facing the thumbnail. They shot our ninja. So this time around, it will be ninja. We're talking about his recent, very, very short clip. I'll give you the context. You can, and then I'll bounce off you a question of future competition for YouTube. 
When it comes to being a video platform, future competition, is it possible? Ninja took to a very short clip a couple days back. By the time you guys watched, this is actually a week ago. And uh, in his Fortnite squad at the time was, I think it was Dr. Lupo alongside Courage. Courage, you mm. know, recently signed to YouTube Gaming for streaming. Yeah. So a bit of a touchy, I, I, touchy subject. It's very I imagine. touchy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so <laughs> funny because when Ninja moved to Mixer, mm -hmm. he could say whatever he wanted about Twitch streamers. When you're a part of Twitch and you're a Twitch partner, you can't talk yeah. about Twitch partners mm -hmm. in a negative light. So you know, like the whole uh, Alinity thing yeah. that they were never talking about. Once mm -hmm. Ninja moved and he was in a call with the Twitch guys, he was talking about Alinity, and they mm -hmm. were all like. Eh, Stop, stop, stop. Uh -huh. But I love how he has freedom to say these kind of things, but it was very weird to see. He pretty much said, to, to keep it short, he had heard rumors about potentially YouTube gaming ads being removed entirely. Uh, I think we've all known the monetization issues of YouTube amongst mm. many issues as well. Yep. And he also uh, kind of made a small note of this is the time to strike for a competition or a competitor of YouTube. So what are your first thoughts when you hear that? I thought I was also very curious because Jack Courage couldn't mm -hmm. obviously say nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he was just silent. He was like, like I'm sure he's texting Ninja like, like yeah. dude, stop. Why do you, <laughs> God dang it, Ninja. You, Tyler, you do this every freaking stream. <laughs> he's like, bro, I know you already get paid. I'm still trying to collect yeah, that bag. Bro, I'm chill, not as free as you. Chill. Chill. But what are your first thoughts when you hear someone like that? Uh, right off the bat, I think uh, there's no way YouTube actually gets rid of all gaming ads entirely. I could see them limiting them to a certain extent, but I I don't. There's no way they'll actually get rid of them all. It's there's too much money involved there. And quickly to your point yeah. uh, as well. I didn't even mention it to you, so I'm mm -hmm. glad you said it. Courage in this quick in this clip in the background. He mm -hmm. says there's no way that's happening. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's too many cogs in the machine to even make that possible. Mm -hmm. Like um and to address the main point. Uh, competitors to YouTube, I think people have been saying there should be one for like years now, like years and years and years. And there are a couple have tried to pop up, but the problem always is uh, it's expensive as heck to try and compete with YouTube. Like Thank that. you for censoring yourself. Yeah. yeah Way to go. Yeah. yeah. You didn't I'm have to do that, It's man. 2020. You yeah. know, I'm trying to, trying to you <laughs> Let's know, go. Be, re be respectful to uh, you know, my speech. Someone guys. out there is going to hate yeah. you for not oh, even saying yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, sure. sorry. Yeah. Then, you know what you meant to say. But no, um, yeah, it's just super expensive. It's the majority of every community is already there. You know, everybody has a YouTube account. It's way too connected yeah. to Google and everything. Yeah. And I think uh, what our me and my team lead were talking about uh, recently is what would be brilliant if Mixer decided to go this route is to just do everything YouTube does on oh, top of I what I saw a comment have. like that too the today, yeah. actually. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, I, I instantly think, God, how much money? Obviously, they have a lot mm -hmm. of money, but... It, that's a great point to make. You know, I, I don't think it's even possible. I, mm. Ironically enough, you look up the market share for, in terms of video content, mm. it's very similar to what Twitch had in market share. 70 plus percent in the streaming platform mm. is what YouTube has in the video market. It's yeah. YouTube and Vimeo. Just like in streaming, it's Twitch and it's YouTube. Mm. Um, so it's kind of funny when it comes to yeah. YouTube is very... You, you very know, dominant across a lot of a lot of things. You know what's even funnier? It's not even a competition between YouTube and Vimeo. No, it's, YouTube is just God different content. King, yeah, and then Vimeo's chilling over here for all the professionals. That's yeah, it. and yeah. I wouldn't even say that's the relationship that when it comes to streaming, Twitch and YouTube have. YouTube mm, actually has a, a chance in that in that field. Vimeo mm. is never. They're never going to be. The yeah, they have no interest in that. There's yeah. not a. You're not Vimeo. You're not mm. a Vimeo content creator, albeit mm. there are some, but it's just not the same. Right. Um, I, I think it's a very interesting point to make, and I think it's also an, uh, kind of the last point as well. I would like it. Mm. I think if, uh, we've talked about it time and time again. Competition breeds success. Yeah. Uh, and this kind of thing, and also it allows us a place to we could just double. We could double upload. Oh, true. Same true. video, two platforms. And hopefully not get immediately demonetized. Yeah. Half I mean, we would yeah. love to take advantage of that too. <laughs> uh -huh. I I just think we both. I think we're both in the same. For once, we're really 
agreeing here. Yeah. Do you think it's going to happen anytime soon? I don't think so. Absolutely not. The only way it happens possibly is because it would be super smart for either Twitch or Mixer to do it. Yeah. Because literally, like, everybody who has a Twitch channel also has a YouTube channel just because they can't make their own VOD content on Twitch, really. Yeah. Same with Mixer. So if they could just be like, hey, just keep all your stuff in our ecosystem instead of literally going for You just got to imagine, though, for yeah. exclusive video mm. rights, no streaming platform has signed a new streamer mm. and not given them the right to upload their videos on YouTube. Yeah, because they That's have That's what to. they all do. They have to. Uh, like every yeah. Facebook, every Mixer streamer, they all still upload to YouTube. There's mm. a reason for that. The money to go exclusive for video content mm. would have to be ginormous if you guys want an esports news mm. channel to sign exclusively. That's like... <laughs> Yo, yo, you, you'll get us at a we know one too. We'll only ask for six figures. Most people will ask for seven probably. Most people, yeah. like Ninja alone would ask for yeah. seven. We yeah. might approach six. If not six. eight. Yeah, I think we could, you know. Oh my gosh. The, the future's going to be wild. I yeah. don't think anyone can compete anytime soon. Mm. And we agree for once. Yeah. All right, Jake. So we're just back from, you know, brief winter break. And yep. I try to take a break from gaming and work stuff more so than I usually do. Uh, like normally I keep an eye you on have. news. Yeah. You yeah. have not been around. Yeah. I've kind of like, yeah. Yeah. You need that, though. Uh -huh. You need a real reset. Yeah, it's been a strenuous year. Mm -hmm. It's good to, like, st take a step back. So most of my topics this week are going to be stuff that I think people should be keeping an eye on in 2020. All right. Uh, it's kind of tying in with recent news stories, but mostly, you know, we'll go to for the future. Uh, first of all, I'm going to make a bold claim that I don't know if that bold, but I think by the end of 2020, loot boxes will either altogether be banned in the UK or there will be legislation already in progress to that effect. In the UK solely? Uh, very specifically in the UK. I, don't, I think it'll take much longer anywhere else. I think in the UK, we're already basically there. I think a bold statement would have been to say everywhere. Everywhere is not. There's no way that happens. Given the UK yeah. legislation we've already talked about, I think mm. you're in the realm of possibility. Yeah. Is there any yeah. backing as to why? Are you going to yeah, tie this absolutely. into some stories? Yeah, yeah. So earlier this week, so we already, uh, last year, we saw the UK Parliament said they believe loot boxes should be banned uh, for any kids whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had statements from their gambling commission that said technically they shouldn't be classified as gambling, but they still see it as very concerning. And so they're definitely kind of on the fence over there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's ban they're banned in the Netherlands and Belgium yep. already. And, you know, we've got a lot of moves in that direction. We've had several studies come out in the past year. And here's yet another one uh, touching, uh, very specifically talking to the youth, people ages 11 through 24. Uh, there, there was a mass study of over a thousand. People. I'm still, I'm still youthful. Sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just barely. We're, we're in the this range. This is my last, <laughs> my last year or so enjoy, in youth. Yeah, All right, yeah. I'll enjoy it. Enjoy. Yeah, you gotta, you know, when you turn 25, it'll be. When big I turn day, 25, I can day. actually start yeah. opening loot boxes. Yeah, exactly. They don't apply to me anymore. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. No, but um, anyway, this this study was basically just taking a closer look at how exactly the youth actually feels about loot boxes and if it's just older people who think they might be gambling, or if it's younger people as well mm -hmm. who are seeing that uh, correlation. And it turns out that 58% uh, of all the people interviewed believe that loot boxes should definitely classify as a form of highly addictive gambling. Do we know how many people were interviewed? We, uh, a over a, a thousand. It's, I could throw out actual numbers, but it gets really granular. So I'm trying to keep it relatively surface. I would believe that. Yeah. I would believe that, especially yeah. as of recent times. Mm. I think a lot more people are coming to be swayed the other way, especially mm. the people that aren't actually monetarily benefiting from it. Yeah, definitely. Which I think a lot of the content you see creation-wise, and I come from the same field as well, mm. you kind of, you kind of, I, over the past few years, you've seen the rise of these loot box channels and these case opening channels that do very well. And so mm. I think a lot of kids... A, a few years back, certainly we're like, that's crazy. They're going to make money doing this. Right, of course right. I like it. But now as more and more has been uncovered about uh, the troubles of it, certainly I would say the opinion has been swaying. 
Yeah, and uh, they were also talking about skin bedding very specifically. Whew. And that's, that's where things might get a little touchy. Cause that's I can, hairy. Yeah, I, we might see a situation where within the next five years, skin bedding sites entirely might just be removed. I mean, they've already been undergoing trouble, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I know it's been murky The waters. transfer and trades of skins mm. have definitely been hurt over the yeah. past year. Yeah, yeah, and they very specifically. There was a whole section in the study. That's uh, that's on, a great. That's for me. That's still a gray yeah. area because yeah. when it comes to opening crates and cases and, and mm. RNG boxes, that that's a different thing. When it comes right. to bedding, I don't know. Come on, like, give, yeah, give me yeah, something. Yeah, Zan. yeah. The, the thing is with uh, with bedding, it's like ah, uh, how much of this is just an entry into gambling for super young people? Yeah, so I, think, I don't. I think if possible, they'll probably go more towards like better checks to make sure somebody's actually 18 of age, yeah. as opposed to just like you know click yes are you 18 are you yeah, sure you're submit 18? your skins yeah. here oh yeah. you want to gamble 240 dollars on mm -hmm. esports game yeah in skins yeah I'd like like one one additional layer yeah. of verification beyond that would be nice um but anyway that's that's all i wanted to touch on there this study was from the royal society for the Pre protection of health in the uk if you're interested i highly suggest you go and read it yeah i think uh, on closing points as well i think you have some backing especially when it comes to legislation and papers mm -hmm. we've seen already about it i think uh, the growing majority of people out there are kind of getting a bit more tentative when it comes to this yeah. kind of thing and then very lastly the first study we talked about many months ago when it comes to the uk that was all based around 2k and ea and a lot mm -hmm. of the things that they've done wrong and very egregiously and so I really do think there's going to be a crackdown. Will it be 2020? We'll find out this year. Yeah. All right, Xanifer. I'm going to present to you a list of points about the Overwatch League. Ooh. And you will then tell me your feelings about the future of said Overwatch League. Before you say your points, my feeling is bad. Okay. And I think, <laughs> I think at this point Yikes. in time, I think it's fair. Uh -huh. I think a lot of people are now joining the ranks of, okay, what is Overwatch League mm -hmm. doing behind the scenes that we don't know about? Structure-wise, the way they treat players, teams, etc. Um, the, the strenuous scheduling of these events and having to host events as well. It certainly had an impact. And so when it comes time for compiling my short list, and again, there's probably many other points you could make out there, we've seen close to a dozen top-tier pro players retire this year alone, or this past year alone. Uh, that's not including content creators. If you want to throw Defran, XQC, I know some people really don't want to count those. Siegel sparked it all off. Mm. That's not including any semi-pros or contenders players. Okay. That list is far-fetching. That scene is barren. You now. have 16 to 24-year-old kids very, very clearly seen, I mm. cannot do this. Yeah. And they then they see their role models in the, the top, top tier of the scene say, they can't do it after two years mm. of the league being established. That's a big issue. So you have retirees, the contenders or feeder league, I guess you could call it, teams are leaving that as well. So it makes you question the structure, the reward um, for an organization entering that. I believe NRG, Mayhem, Gladiators, and uh, LGD, amongst others, have left contenders. If you don't have a feeder league, uh, I don't know. If you don't have an academy, other leagues survive without it, but... It's certainly a weird point to see organizations departing there. Mm. Now you have talent leaving. Yes, a few players are lucky enough to leave to become talent, but when you have your first ever talent that joined the league, mm. first ever two years ago, are now yeah, picking right. it up and saying, hey, we don't really have, not, not word for word, but when they strike philosophical and creative differences with the team and they're leaving, it makes you wonder, okay, if they don't trust the long-term play of sticking it out with Overwatch, mm. why should anyone else? Uh, and then I'll say lastly as well, most recently, we've talked about this in the group chat a lot as well. Hopefully videos coming soon, the strenuous schedule. Mm. These organizations have to field gigantic rosters. They've already paid a gigantic fee. Then they put on their own home events and then they have to travel, especially for the players, but also to coordinate all that travel as an organization. 
that's got to be so stressful. I think mm. the most recent one we saw was, I want to say, it was some Overwatch team breaking 75,000 miles traveled in mm. a year. Yeah, which is insane. I mean, you think about the sheer number of miles they are traveling. That's got to be just Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a full-time job, right? They know what they're, show- they're signing up for. Um, but I would say all four of those points are worrisome for me. And all of a sudden, we've jumped in this franchise league model, or at least one of them. And Overwatch was the first to say, hey, we want home and away venues. We're going to make it work. I don't know if it's going to work long term. So what are your thoughts when you see all this recent news about Overwatch League? Well, at the end of the day, it just makes me think, it, it very strongly reminds me that this is an Activision Blizzard League. And I think this, that is the core of the reason why the Overwatch League is being run the way that it is. Because Activision Blizzard is very much a classic company. This is one of those companies that's the executives are the type that grew up, like they're huge football people, huge like traditional sports people. Which I will say, not mm. too much blame. You know, it's, yeah. it's tough to know what to base it off. Yeah, of course, of course. To give credit where a little bit, but. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I just think, I don't know that anybody was like, oh, this is the move for esports specifically moving to the like home away game system. Yeah. Especially when so much of our stuff is it's online. There's no actual good reason for it to have to be, oh, this this the they are in the same room for every single game. Yeah. When you could just save everybody so much more money, you could probably make a good bit of money streaming, set up your own platform that way. And without having to put these pl- the players through so much stress, I think I see a lot of the times people mentioning that, oh, I know you guys are traveling a lot, but you're only working like X amount of weeks out of the year, X amount of months out of the year. You're only traveling for that period yeah, of time. Yeah. But at the same time, I think people got to take into account how much of a mental and physical toll that just the pure travel aspect takes, especially when it's constrained in a brief period of time. And you're like, okay, so this week, all right, I'm in LA. Okay, next week I'm in New York. Week after that, I'm in China. You know, then I'm going to London. And then you don't have any time to like actually breathe. And I don't know if, I'm, if my contract's going to be here next year. Yeah, and right. even if it is, I sign a one or two year max. And mm. then it's like, what do I do when I'm 22? It's, yeah, right. Obviously, a lot of esports have these issues. But when mm. it comes to all of the issues being combined into one, Overwatch is certainly exhibiting those, I would say. Mm. And it's certainly a, it's a really, really weird point to talk on when you compare the franchise models we have. Mm. Even Call of Duty League just announced that they're going to stray away from the home, a lot, yeah. a lot of the home venues. Also or the, an Activision Blizzard thing. And it was a move made because these COD orgs already run Overwatch orgs, and they're mm. like, we can't host, we can't put on this many home, like we just mm. can't coordinate all this mm. and then travel with all these teams. Mm. You imagine <laughs> you're a new staffer, and all of a sudden you're coordinating travel for 10-plus Overwatch staff and crew and then also a COD yeah. team, and uh-huh. you're like, so-and-so's got to be at this airport, then this airport. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, it, you'd have to roll up. A, you'd have to build an entire separate sub-company just to manage yeah, your travel. Be like home alone with like, your Overwatch team. Yeah, like, yeah, someone's right? going to be left behind missing the flights, yeah. and then that's just, I, I can't imagine. I remember when the Overwatch League was first starting, there were already concerns about how the league wanted people to have their own home stadiums. Yeah, they're like that's a lot. That's a huge investment. Huge on top. That's already on top of like the league entry fees. Yeah, that's that wasn't counting. That, that wasn't included. That's like yeah, okay, yeah. So you're paying. I don't. I don't know what the number was exactly. I think it was. I want to say yeah. thirty to forty million yeah, around so the ballpark. They're paying a lot of money just to get your foot in the door, and then on top of that, you got to pay like another fifty, hundred mil or something to find get, a venue. Yeah, find a venue, get established in the venue, build a space. Like I, I, housing. It, it worries me, man. Yeah. It really worries me now with this outlook of. If Overwatch League is failing, let's mm-hmm. if it is, and if it does sometime soon, first of all, how the heck can COD compete if Overwatch is failing? Well, it can't is the and, answer. <laughs> and then second of all, where do we go if that if it if they do fail? Like this would be a, this could be a huge setback. To that point, I'm glad that the games that we're seeing this problem with are very specifically Overwatch and Call of Duty. 
because I think Overwatch as a, as a video game itself, not necessarily as an eSport, but I think Overwatch as a concept is strong enough to survive the Overwatch League collapsing in its current state. Right. I think if let's say by the end of by the end of 2021 or whatever, um, Activision Blizzard is like, OK, the Overwatch League really isn't working out. Teams aren't they're They're leaving. They see we see more pros leave and stuff. I think they could do OK if they restructured entirely, if they went back to like a more like CSGO model or something or just a more tournament model. Yeah, yeah or something closer to the way League of Legends runs. So you would think tournaments. Overwatch League will stick around, just reformat, restructure. Yeah, yeah. And I think Call of Duty as a brand is strong mm. enough to survive the collapse of the Call of Duty League, which is, I mean, it's seeing more and more likely, like constantly with how like so many concerning things back to back come out and no, nothing positive. I've not heard a single positive thing about the Call of Duty League. Not much. We had yeah. we had some recent news, but with the they restructured. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's not like good that's not good news. That's I mean like, it's it's good news for players and community. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good news for it, the community. But it's still worrisome if you think about it's a red flag we're three weeks away from yeah. the start of the season yeah, and we're still yeah, yeah. changing that, that's, the format. That's, it's I mean great for the players, great for the community. It's a huge red flag for the actual competitive league. I would totally agree with yeah. you there. Yeah. Uh I don't know. This is going to be a weird one breaking down. We, we, we talk about the new year all the time, but 2020 <laughs> is going to bring some super interesting things. Mm. Overwatch League is definitely going to be one of them, and we'll see how it does. Okay, Jake. So next thing I want to talk about is something we talked about a couple times uh, over the course of 2019. I, was, I, wanted, I keep having to stop myself from saying this year. You know, oh, yeah. I've, on, I've yeah. been having that struggle, yeah, and it's yeah. so weird that it's uh -huh. 2020. Yeah, right. Oh, it's right? so freaking. You know, Esports talk has been around for two decades, guys. Let's oh, go. Oh, my gosh. Two decades strong. No, that's actually. <laughs> yeah. Why are we just now figuring this out, our four story in? Yeah, bro. That's freaking crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. But um, anyway, I want to talk about Esports. It's tournament platforms. Like homegrown, like tournament websites, basically. Tournament yeah. websites. Yeah, yeah. What's an example of a tournament website to you? Ooh, well, I mean the uh, high school, Juked, I think is a good one. Juked, okay, yeah, I've heard yeah, about yeah, Juked. Stuff what, like that. So you don't mean tournament organizers? No, no, no. I mean like you know, tournament. just a random like a third party tournament site where people just go, oh, I want to compete in a Call of Duty tournament. Oh, like you mean like you know, yeah, yeah, so like wagers yeah. and like ten yeah, mans, yeah, kind of yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Right? Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. not yeah. something we hear too much about. It's it's no more time. like the semi tier pro guys who do the wagers and such. Mm. And, Definitely not the guys like me. No, and yeah, you. yeah, not like not necessarily amateurs. Those are the guys say. that try and take on those websites and uh, lose money to pro players. Oh yeah, absolutely, just get like smurfed. But but yeah, I've, I've yeah. heard of a few. Uh huh. I mean, there is so many. The in that industry is super oversaturated. We're gonna see a lot of those companies oh, close in the next year for sure. Like, absolutely. But I heard about one that actually really interests me because it's perfect for people like you and me, actually. Mm, they all preach that. No, well, this yeah, one. Tell me about this one. This one, this one, one seems a little bit more up our alley. Yeah, okay, so it's called lowkey.gg. I don't like it just because I use that word oh like 20 God. times per day. If only people knew, though. If if our team was in this room right yeah. now, for anyone who's listening, this guy says key, anything, more than any. Yeah, high key, low key. High key, key, low key, more than anybody. So the fact that you just brought up a low key.gg is Yo, the most ironic thing. But this I'll, is my secret. I will this let is you, my this side is your business. side business. So <laughs> no, no, not really, but like, no. But um, anyway, it's, so it's built around providing like a chill tournament platform. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think in my notes, I think I wrote, yeah, I swear I'm not interested just because I use the word. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, so they kind of want to run leagues like um, like a, like any business company, like a company like ours, might run like a company basketball team or a company baseball team, just like on the side, you know? Just like, I ah. instantly just tried to picture any of us trying to play any sport <laughs> well, together. Yeah, not, not in our, well, we could play Jenga. Our office gets real serious That's about, about Jenga. That's about it, bags yeah. and Jenga. Uh -huh. but anyway, how, how, do they suppose to, how do they propose to do this yeah, at so a low anyway, key level? It's, it's very specifically aimed at uh, people who already have a full-time job. You have to have a full-time job. 
<laughs> the frick are we talking yeah, about? Right, right. Yo, what? yo, but I actually like that aspect. I like that already, yeah. but what? Yeah. You have to be, you have to be older than eighteen to compete. F you little teenagers who are just gunning people. <laughs> yeah, As we yeah. grow up, we've seen. I don't. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Anyway, I keep on continue. Sorry. Yeah, it's a they, very interesting story. They to me. schedule things out so you know you, you play one one game for one hour per week. So and then make it so it works with everybody's schedules. It coordinates everybody's like you know lives lives together. Got a really at, a really nice Discord bot that gets collects all the people playing together. Makes it nice and easy to connect. And all of your user accounts. It has to be your actual name actual like picture like you know actual details to keep the environment so everybody actually knows who they're playing with yeah so it keeps the toxicity down because you know because it's your actual person yeah, it's yeah. you and it's vaguely connected to your business and stuff right yeah and so not only do i see this as like hey personally i, I know I, we're, we're both pretty busy guys it's hard to like consistently play games oh, every week for sure and something like this would be a really good way to find like other people who are actually business professionals who are who are gaming yeah and make connections with them i know years ago people were talking about gaming be the, being the new uh, golf for business meetings i hope so yeah and stuff I like this could golf so maybe i'll get this <laughs> yeah yeah so what's the overall concept like are you wagering are you just playing trying to find people to uh, play with you're just you're just playing in a league as far as i can tell this are is there their cash first... prizes are there I don't know per se this is their first season do you have They're user data uh very very roughly i know there's about a hundred people registered to sign up right now but i do know that a hundred people out of those this people this website's legit low-key out of yeah <laughs> and out of these people they've got reps from google apple uh robin hood and twitch like oh. all like actual professional like companies like so it seems like the tech sector is car is kind of already on board with what they're doing yeah so I like the concept. Yeah. I know that we've seen plenty of these kind of concepts that are like, mm. oh, you can't be pro. You can't you ha you cannot be semi pro. You have mm. to actually be legitimate. Um, even isn't amateur isn't isn't that even like, yeah, a I think, distinguished level. I think above it's supposed us. to check. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've, I've definitely seen plenty of websites try and cross check that kind of stuff. The mm. fact they make you enter your job is weird, mm. but it's a weird concept. And I think we've seen a lot of great concepts, though, unfortunately not make mm. it through this. Yeah, definitely. So I, I would I would love to see it kind of take off. Mm. Yeah, well, they're, they start in the first season now, so I'll be keeping an eye. Heck yeah, it do it. Cause, does anything interesting. Because we've definitely seen, oh my gosh, when you said oversaturation, when it mm. comes to skin, any any game with a skin that you can bet mm. has seen such an influx of these kind of things of, oh, match up against so-and-so, and they're yeah. just flooded with cheaters mm -hmm. or people that are obviously like too good. Yeah. Because if anyone's out there wants to take advantage of these kind of systems to make a quick they're going to so mm -hmm. best of luck to lowkey.gg hopefully yeah. not going to be so low-key after a while yeah we'll see all right zan something we don't get to talk about often enough because we're already just we're stretched pretty thin around here oh yeah constantly want, busy <laughs> uh, it's it's something mm. and, and we like being busy though yeah definitely i'm gonna bounce something off you for i would say an underrated esport i think what's going to be the next big esport it's already growing as is i think you already know what i'm talking about but i'll, I'll give it to you just in case I think Rocket League is going to be the next big eSport. Oh, absolutely. 100% agree. And I think we got a variety of reasons, and I mm. think you'll mention some that I don't think I even could. Um, I think we agree on a lot of these points. Just based off, let's, let's get to the, the guts of it. The viewership alone mm. has steadily been increasing ever since Season 1. Uh, I think Season 3 spiked, but ever since uh, Season 5, 6, 7, 8, you see the progression of viewership alone when it comes time for RLCS. Um, that's the top, top league in, in Rocket League. The viewership is there. Player base usually follows suit. We have definitely seen, I would say, a great system set up for success. They don't oversaturate with events. I think DreamHack is really the most notable TO outside mm. of the Rival Series and Championship Series. 
I like how closely knit they keep it to a set schedule every single year. You go and you have your rival series promotions. Sometimes those teams jump up. Sometimes uh, championship series teams go down. And then once RLCS season starts, it's a fast handful of weeks, just over a handful of weeks. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 grand final, playoffs, grand finals, boom. It's a, it's a great, simple system, and I think it's also on top of that a great way as well. They have their item shop now being owned by Epic Games. It's a great reward for players now that bounce back a little bit. Uh, on top of that, not only viewership, not only all these things, we hear about potential franchise league coming to it. Honestly, in terms of watchability, viewability, playability, and on top of that, one point that I think you were going to mention very lastly, and I'm going to steal it from you, Go for it. is when it comes time for family-friendly games out there and potentially mm. being involved with Olympic stuff or future more traditional media yeah i was definitely going to mention that rocket league fits that that. picture absolutely and so i i seriously do think and we've been rocket league viewers especially when it came to like a year a year and a half back when we had more time to cover content and hopefully get more into it i just think they're really checking almost all the boxes as to being the next big thing yeah i mean i think if out of all the sports games Rocket League is the only one that maintains a consistently high level of quality year over year. They very clearly, these are actual like developers with like a capital D. Where NBA 2K, problems like crazy. Madden, problems like crazy. FIFA, FIFA problems. Like these are the games that are starting like the, these are the games that are starting like legislation against games like them. Because they're just like bad for no reason. A great point to make is Mm. these are the games that connect us to traditional sports Mm. and that side of things. These are the games that spark interest when they see, oh, Rocket League, kind of like football or soccer, whatever you Mm. would call it. And like you mentioned, Madden and 2K and whatever it might be. Uh, and FIFA and the like. And so when a game actually does it right and gives a good connection, mm. traditional esports, and we've certainly seen more football clubs now enter Rocket League as well. Yeah, definitely. It's a great crossover. Mm. And I, I don't know. I, I'm very excited to see where they go. Yeah, so am I. You know, you know what's wild? I always forget to mention this, but like, because I didn't realize until maybe a year or two after Rocket League was out, but I played it when it was supersonic acrobatic, acrobatic hyper-powered battle cars or what whatever. What the heck? Yeah, it was a completely, it was, had a different name, same dev. The heck is that tongue kind of, kind of, Yeah, that's, it's, a, it's a long name. But no, yeah, it was like that. It was like a much smaller game, but always crazy fun. They've always had a really strong base, and it's amazing to see the devs having come all this way to being like such a successful product across mm-hmm. the board. And I think, if nothing else, like, yeah, they can definitely bridge the gap between the standard esports player and the traditional sports player. Yeah. Because I think no, the average esports viewer is not going to be even tangentially interested in watching, oh, NBA 2K is having an esports thing? Yeah, I'll pop it. Oh, sick. No, yeah. no, They're going to be like, well, I mean. And I I think that does separate a little bit as well. Mm. When it comes time for thinking of like, Madden finals or big events or mm. 2K finals and big events or the like. I think I, I definitely reference like when it comes time for the biggest event of an esport to come around that year, if you can actually just step in, understand, and actually mm. enjoy. For me personally, this is my opinion, when it comes to like Overwatch grand finals, I'm not really tuning in. I, 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 I don't I have, even at, even at the biggest event of their year, I'm mm. not very interested yet. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll flip over eventually. League of Legends Worlds, I watch. Mm. CSGO Majors, I watch. Rocket League, uh, when it comes to RLCS Grand Finals and playoffs, the, the entire event mm. of s- several, several days, I watch because when it comes time for the culmination of the biggest event of that eSport, when it comes to Rocket League, it's always enjoyable. They right. do a great, great, great job. That, of, that community is crazy passionate. Crazy, crazy passionate. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, that's why whenever we post a Rocket League video, people are like, God, I, uh, some some people, not everyone, uh-huh, yeah. are like, God, I wish you guys could do more <laughs> Rocket League content. And we're like, we wish we could too. Yeah. It needs more of our drama mm-hmm. a little bit. 
Um, but I'm glad we can both agree again. Yeah, a look at that. Throughout look at this. that. They are definitely checking so many boxes, and I'm so excited you to know see what, where they go. To the point you made earlier about watching like certain certain events as opposed to others, I think Rocket League, out of all the esports, is probably the most easily approachable. Like some a normal person could drop in and understand what's going on. Yeah. But like Overwatch oh, changes like every six. I months. mean, and League of Legends too. Yeah, yeah I think CS:GO uh, is definitely very easy to understand. Like, yeah, but it's also him, like dead, shooting dead. people dead dead. Yeah, yeah so it's not yeah. family friendly. Uh -huh. But I think you're right when it comes to the crossover of family friendly and also you can just understand right away. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's very, very, right now, it's very small compared to CSGO Majors or League mm. of Legends Worlds, but the viewership is climbing, and I can't wait to see once it actually breaks over that, that hump, that hill, and hopefully it continues to grow as well. And uh, we'll see pretty soon here if with this growth, Rocket League also chooses to franchise or not. Hopefully not. It's a different topic for a different day. So, Jake, one thing, uh, my last thing that I think <clears throat> is probably the most important for people to keep an eye out for in 2020, actually, is Amazon and their continual push. And they want to be a game development company so bad. I think they want to be in esports and gaming in general. Oh, yeah. And I'm just glad you Absolutely. didn't say Stadia to end this one. <laughs> Although well, no, we are no. on the lookout for 2020 Stadia yeah, and well, its competition. My Stadia is still going strong. It's still a great platform. I'm still very much enjoying but it. But we'll leave it alone for <laughs> yeah, now. We yeah, don't yeah. want to ruffle that any feathers. in the corner. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Amazon. I'm having fun. This yeah. is certainly going to be a curious, curious thing because it uh, only helps us. But what, what do you think they got underway for us? Yeah, so... Years and years and years back, Amazon made their own game studios. I think they just called it Amazon Game Studios or whatever, right? They bought out a couple companies. They started making games, right? And they very specifically started working on three titles. And they're like, these three titles, we want them to be esports. I think they started these. They started working on them in 2016 with their own game engine called Lumberyard and everything, right? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is stuff I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, and I. I I don't think anybody's talking about it really yet. I don't think like, so. I, I only vaguely remembered this from like reading about it like when they did it and because I cared about one of the devs and I was sad they were gone. But um, uh, Again, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll leave that behind. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so Breakaway, Crucible, and New World were the name of the three games. Okay. Breakaway was already in development, just got canceled uh, in 2018, actually. It was playable. Uh, a couple esports personalities gave it a try and we're like, oh, it's okay. But at the end of the day, it just didn't pan out, you know, so they canceled it. Um, but what is really interesting is early in 2019, they had a company restructuring of their game studios where, you know, a lot of people got laid off, unfortunately. Hate to see it, but it happens, you know. Yep. And Amazon kind of took a second to pare down and realize what's wrong here. And according to some of the people who left the company, they were like, yeah, the main issue was their, their game engine called Lumberyard. They were like, yeah, it's just not good. It's just not... It's not doing what we need it to. Pretty important base yeah. structure. They described it as driving a train while the tracks were still being laid. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> dramatic. Yeah, a little bit. But hey, I could see it happening. But anyway, the good the good news there is that <clears throat> pardon me, Amazon is aware that, hey, Lumberyard isn't great. And they've given their internal studios permission to use other game engines and make like actual games off of fully functional engines mm -hmm. and have them like, you know, look good. And just a month ago or two, at the Game Awards 2019, we saw the first trailer for one of Amazon's games, New World. You know, I, for some reason, have not heard about this. Amazon being a potential game developer, and I, I, I don't know why I haven't until now. Because it's all, they've been, it's, it's been going real bad. So they haven't been advertising did, it at all. Like, how did real, New World look? I mean, it was just a cinematic trailer, so we really don't know. Do we know what style of game it's going to be? Uh, theoretically, like an MMORPG. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, wait, they, have I heard, wait, have I heard about this? 
Amazon enters with MMO. I feel like I've heard storylines of that, but it was probably yeah, a long, long time ago. Yeah, it's so. probably a good because they they said uh, New World was going to be an MMO like back in 2016 when they first announced. it. Okay. Yeah, and then New World disappeared. Breakaway took the forefront, and you know that's so. Would you though. consider this the first title since a kind of not really a relaunch, but mm -hmm. since they've kind of recome back up? And so, are they really kind of like scrapping everything else? And hey, this is our first. Yeah, uh, they they put of this out this decade. They put out like uh, well of twenty twenty, it definitely will be. But like yeah, they put out like one or two like tiny, really not good games yeah. through their game studios just to like you know put out something. Yeah. But yeah, this this will be their first triple A, fully like. Plenty of time in the oven. We're gonna make sure it's a good game. Dang! Now I gotta like, look at this trailer as well. Do you yeah, know? Yeah. Do we know a release date at all? Not at all. Not even vaguely. So um, likely would it be this year? Probably not. I, I don't know. I don't know how far along they are in development. I don't think very far. I think we'll be surprised mm. to see it by like 2021. 2022 would be a better date in my mind. I think but anyone would be interested in a gigantic company like Amazon releasing mm -hmm. an MMO. I think that's yeah. fair to say. Yeah, and they very specifically, when they announced all three of these titles, they're like, we want all three of these to be esports games. Esports? Yeah. Do they know what MMOs are? <laughs> all no, those, yeah, those few I mean, I WoW watchers, do, yeah. WoW is not an esport <laughs> to many out there, okay? Uh -huh, to some yeah. it is, but not to really to me. Uh, mm -hmm. That's interesting take. Yeah. And that really does make me excited, though, because I think you announce any Titan like that, like you mm -hmm. announce any big gaming company, or especially when it comes to an Amazon powerhouse, mm -hmm. if you announce they got a game, I'm especially yeah. in a starvation mode for MMOs, mm -hmm. I'm going to probably try it. Plus, Amazon owns Amazon owns Twitch, so they could just promote the I mean, heck out almost, of this everywhere. You, you almost have to try it out, yeah. and then you got to yeah. think about hmm, what kind of like marketplace system, or, yeah, mm. economic system are they going to have? And yeah, obviously they know their economics. It's like, oh, this is going to be probably better than any other developer out Ooh, there. Like, it's going to be juicy. Yeah, and the uh, last thing on this, uh, their the other game, the third game of the trio, uh, is still underway. They're still working on it. It's called Crucible. Okay. And from Ugh. what I could glean, yeah, it's an interesting name. Um, it's going to be like a third-person action action game that kind of might be like a pared-down battle royale. Like the vibe I was getting from all the way it was all the ways they've described it is Ugh. like as opposed to like oh we're throwing a hundred people in an arena. Maybe it'll be more like a free-for-all, like maybe 25 people. Thing. I don't know, man. We'll I see. think I'm past the whole BR we'll thing. See. I think yeah. a lot of us are. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't, like I said, I don't think it's actually going to be like a battle royale battle royale. I think it'll be something a little bit more fleshed out. That makes sense, though. If it's called Crucible, it definitely yeah. involves some mm. sort of, obviously, player killing. Yeah, it's some, it's some sort of arena thing, for sure. Uh, but the MMO's knows? got me psyched, though, and yeah. so does Amazon. Uh, mm. One last point. The, the reason why Crucible, I don't think it's going to work out. I'm just, I'm, I'm stiff-minded. Mm -hmm. I think it was like six to eight years ago, RuneScape mm. had an update. It was mm. a Crucible update. Oh, yeah. It was, it was god-awful. Just terrible. It was, it was a PvP system, though. So yeah. that's instinctively in my back of my head. I'm like, mm. that can't. But hey, yeah. if any tens and tens of hundreds of billions of dollar company gets in, you uh, got my interest peaked. Yeah. And so I'm super, super excited to see if they can release an MMO. Fingers crossed. And then if they do, who else is in? Mm. Riot? Yeah. Epic? Anyone? Oh, Riot, probably. I, oh, Riot well. has one underway. Yeah, duh. they're right? working on one, right? right? I think, uh, that's I what everyone thinks, but then Mark's yeah. kind of messing, Mark Merrill's messing with people, so mm -hmm. either way, Amazon Esports, I'll leave this on one point. Mm. I applied two years ago to an Amazon gaming esports job and I didn't get an email back. Probably for the best, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. They were, they've been like a big yikes for the past like three or four years. We'll right? see. We'll yeah. see who comes out on top. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, with the closing of the Esports Rewind podcast, uh, Zan, give him the speech. Also, thank you guys for watching, by the way. It's a new year, and mm. we're still here, so that's always good. Well, give him yeah, the spiel, yeah. Zane. You know, right at the top, you know, I'll, I'll reiterate what Jake just said. Thank you all for watching. Hope you will stay watching in 2020. We're going to keep improving, getting better for all y'all. Uh, you know, as always, if you would like to listen to the Esports Rewind on the go, on your mobile device, you know, anywhere, out, anywhere out there, realistically speaking, you know, we are on iTunes at Spotify and Spotify at the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. You know, that's the move. Tons of other great, like, esports and gaming podcasts there as well. So if you're interested, feel free to check them out. If you're an audio listener, we appreciate you very much. Glad, Thank you for joining us. Um, you can also find us on YouTube at Esports Talk. You know, look us up, Esports Talk, on all social media. We post a lot on Twitter. We're posting more on Instagram every single day, doing a lot there. You got there. this down, yeah, bro. Yeah, Got a voice for radio. So. <laughs> Do you want to switch yeah. it up? Want to go to radio? Yeah. <laughs> we'll hit up NPR. Yes. Be like, yeah. <laughs> new, new field for us. Mm -hmm. Also, mm -hmm. uh, of course, the YouTube channel. That's what you guys are probably watching on, yeah. if not on the Prediction Podcast Network. We do appreciate you guys um, every single week. The podcast, as of late, you know, had some solid numbers out there. We do appreciate you guys all watching and listening. Until next time, though. Yeah, don't forget to add add a comment. Let us know what you think. Yeah, drop a comment. Yeah. DMs especially, guys. Yeah. We do appreciate all the always, stories always. you send us as well. Mm -hmm. Until next time, same time, same day, every single week. It's been me and Zane on the Esports Rewind podcast. Until next time, take care, folks. Thanks for watching. I love you. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.